The Ridiculous Nicholas podcast is brought to you by Pizza 911 of Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, their website is pizza911nh.com and their phone number is 603-625-2201. They have awesome pizza, calzones, subs, you name it, fried fare, sandwiches. Um, and they provide us with all our food on Sundays when we record the Ridiculous Nicholas podcast. So give them a call. Let them know that you heard about them on our podcast, and they will give you a free order of breadsticks. Again, it's 603-625-2201. And we are also brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. Uh, their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com. A great place to train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mixed martial arts, boxing, kickboxing, karate, uh, whatever it is you're looking to study. Uh, they have a great instructors over there. I've been training there for four years. Um, you can check them out at teamlinkhooksatnh.com, and you can also call them at 603-641-3444. Uh, ask for Ed Carr. Let them know you heard about them on the podcast. They will give you a free T-shirt and 30 days of free lessons. Hello. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is the Ridiculous Nicholas Podcast. As always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Miss Lisa Geyer. Good evening. And our guest today is the wonderful, talented, comedian extraordinaire, Matt Kona. Top of the morning to you. Oh, that's, that's, uh, we're covering boy, all bases. Yeah, we more, He's getting more British as, it is. As, the, as, as it goes on. It's pre-show British stuff that was happening. Yeah, he has I was a, more Irish. That was my oh, Irish right. tribute. This is my Irish. over my uh, running of the Too bulls. much Red Bull. That's what's happening. Uh, well, that's wings. That's an exciting, that's an exciting show. <laughs> what do you do? I uh, spilled my drinking. That Talked was the about show. It. Mid-intro. Talked uh, about it. But you spill Red Bull on the ground, and it, it flies up and hits you in the face. Well, something's going to grow Because it there. has wings. Oh, I'm on it. sponsor. Yeah, there's gonna, uh, wings are going to grow out of my floor now. <laughs> oh, no. So. Pour some polar, I'll spill some polar seltzer on it. We're starting out with Red Bull jokes. We're in trouble. The polar bear is going to eat the Red Bull. Is that the... No, it's just friend. seltzer is great because you can spill it on anything and that's what you use oh. to clean stains. And then it <laughs> cleans things up. You can yeah. spill your drink and it cleans things up. Yeah. yeah. It's the circle of life. The circle, circle of, of soda. Circle of life cleanness. Life cleaning. Life cleaniness. Cleaning. Life cleaniness. Cleaning. Life Lifening cleaniness. We'll go on but for an hour like a this. lifetime of cleaning supplies provided by you. Do you want to yes, introduce us again? Corinthians seven twelve. <laughs> okay. Shall you just introduce us again and start over? Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, we were doing fine. <laughs> you the, introdu- the, the introductions were great. Uh, blah, 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 Lisa, blah, 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 Matt Kona, here we are. Oh, it's so exciting Welcome to be here. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Post-Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And post Boxing Day. Oh, yes. The day after Christmas. Uh, are mm-hmm. you Canadian as well? No, no. Uh. But I did have uh, I I did a box. I didn't mention the fact that it was Boxing Day, but the day after Christmas, um, I did competitive erotic fan fiction, 
which is Whoa. a show where comedians write some sexy story about a pop cultural or TV movie characters <laughs> and and then read it to a crowd. And it was very weird. about? Well, I chose You Can't Do That on Television. <laughs> do you remember that wow. show from there? That w- which is a Canadian produced show, but I saw it on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. And I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. I just thought I would, nobody had chosen that. Like they've been doing this show for years and I wanted to pick something that no one has done. Are, are most of the actors kids in that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that they're teens at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can't do that on television. Yeah, yeah. you definitely can't do that on television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. It was, uh, it was an interesting exercise to do, and it, <laughs> I don't think a lot of the people at the show knew that you can't do that in television that well. Ah. Uh, but, Obscure. Um, I had fun reading it, although I wish I had more time to edit it down, because it was <laughs> definitely the longest one of the night. Ah. <laughs> uh, and it was, uh, yeah. I don't know, it went over well. I got a good response from people. You need to bring it out to some open mics and you can trim the fat But that's a the thing. Bit. It's really like you can only do it this one time. Because Just, what am I going to do? You get three minutes at Salio's and you go up for 20 and. Ooh, that seems, that would be great if I just went up and read erotic sliming tales or, you know. Hey, he kept, keeps giving you the light and you just keep going. Yeah. No, people blank face. Nobody knows what you're talking about. It's not what even is funny. He doing? Yeah. yeah. It'll, It'll come around. What he's doing. Get it. It'll come around. Yeah, we're all waiting for yeah. the thing. Yeah. yeah. Bluetooth, then. There's my douchey Bluetooth. Thank you, Ryan Botza. Ryan Botza. Man of many trades. Yes. Man of many talents. And you can yeah. add catching Bluetooth equipment. Yeah, catching to Bluetooth, that. cleaning up soda, filming. I better get a little song and dance number later. Yeah. It's pretty Wait, fun. He's, he paces I, amazingly. I better get a LinkedIn notification saying that you have added a new skill, Bluetooth <laughs> catching. Yeah, anybody that's listening that uh, is listening to the podcast or watching it because you can't really see him, the noise that you hear constantly in the background is is Ryan Botzer walking, pacing, pacing back. He's a pacer. He's pacing. He's a pacer. He's a is it San Antonio? Where are the pacers? Oh, no, Indiana. Indiana, Indiana pacers. Pacer. That's what it is. Yeah, the Spurs are San Antonio. Put him in. Oh, you well, you're. I think that you as a, a musician are rebelling because the they're the. Uh, there's no New Orleans jazz, but there's a Utah jazz. Uh, yeah. So you you put fucking Utah, like the San Antonio Pacers. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't say the Indianapolis Spurs, but maybe they have Cowboys too. I, don't know. I think oh. uh, Indianapolis probably had some Cowboys. But what do you think about the New Orleans Pelicans? Is that a real thing? Oh yeah. That's are a they? Tough name. Are they? Yeah. Wait a second. Are they a hockey team? No, they're a basketball team. <laughs> yeah. Are they a professional basketball team? <laughs> yeah, they played. <laughs> they on play Christmas in the NBA. Day. They did. Do people know about what? them? Yeah, they played the the Heat on Christmas <laughs> Day. Fucking Pelicans. Yeah. yeah. So there's awesome. been a big shakeout. All right. So this is what happened. You remember the Grandmama? There used to be the Charlotte Hornets, Muggsy Bones. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So used to be the Charlotte Hornets. They were expansion team in the '90s. Right. And I remember then that they went away. They went to New Orleans and became. The New Orleans Hornets, and then there was no team in Charlotte anymore. And then an expansion team came, the Charlotte Bobcats, and they played in the NBA for several years. And then the Bob- I know anything? I don't know anything about this. Yeah, this is all. It's 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 in the past decade, but it it all happened. But then the Bobcats became the Hornets again. They went from New Orleans back to Charlotte. But New Orleans wanted a team, so they got the Pelicans. 
Yeah. Nothing says basketball like a mouthful of shrimp. <laughs> That's what you dunk it to. You could gull it yeah. full of shrimp. That's right. They just fill up their nets with shrimp. Their shrimp nets. And- I watched the very weird video the other day of a pelican. I don't know if it was by accident. Let's eating, say it was. Eating a, a pigeon. <laughs> I don't know if he was going for the same piece of food that the pigeon oh, was going for and he just took the pigeon but the pigeon was not given up easy so the pelican has this giant gullet and the pigeon you just see thrashing <laughs> it's like a cartoon because <laughs> it's all stretchy <laughs> but isn't that how pigeons take dirt baths too maybe he was just taking it inside the yeah, maybe they were mouth. friends that might have been yeah. it maybe they were buddies he was in there you need a bath. A little, how cats yeah. lick each other. Yeah. Maybe they would be in bodies. I think you're right. Yeah. That's they just the, a positive way to spin it. You're like, oh, that's not a violent death. That's just friendship. <laughs> friendship at it. its finest. That's goodbye language. Friendship. Yeah. So let's talk, Matt. I want to talk to you about. Let's start with the uh, with the roast battles. I would yeah. like to get some because I really would like to do one too. Oh yeah! So at some point I'd like to do one, but I want to hear. I'd like to hear a little bit about them. I haven't been to any of the ones here in Boston. Okay. So. Um, yeah, and I, I want you to really just to describe what it is, how it came about, because like myself, I don't know that much about it. So. All right. Well, roast battle was a show that started in 2013 at the world's famous comedy store in Los Angeles. By two co-hosts of an open mic, this guy, uh, Rel Battle and Brian Moses co-hosted an open mic, and one night there was a dispute because there was an employee that worked there that wanted to didn't get along with another comedian who was 19, and he wanted to throw him out because they had they're a 21 plus club, and the, basically th- these two guys came together and said, "Why don't you settle your differences on stage?" Have a roast off, you know, one for one, huh. joke for joke. And so they did that, and a lot of people came up for it, and they're like, let's do this next week. And they got other people to do it. So did they have, was it an on-the-spot thing, or did they have time to prepare? They, it something. It happened one Tuesday, and they said, hey, next Tuesday, come so back, a week. and we'll settle the differences. Okay, so like, they we won't a- kick you out of here, but you guys need to stop fighting, because we can't have a physical altercation goes. So, like, that's the na- number one rule of the roast battle. No physical contact. <laughs> that's the, there's no rules. You can say whatever you want. Just no physical contact. And at the end, you hug. <laughs> but that's it. Is and, that a rule? And, and original <laughs> material. I don't know if, how enforced the hug rule is, but it's it's nice. I think that roasting, it, it, it works better with people that aren't mortal enemies. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, right. But, but it's nice it, to have a little, some sort of a little bit of static sometimes. But uh, if there's a real danger of it going to be a fight, then it might not be the most yeah. <laughs> best battle. Yeah, because you, know? you want to be sharp. You don't, you don't want uh, to be completely humiliated. It's almost more humiliating if you can't take the joke as well. You know, and right. I think sometimes comedians go for that. And I don't even think that's funny. Being clever and intelligent inside it is way more of a dig. Than just going for the thing that you know is just gonna infuriate them. Yeah, I mean, if you could get to <laughs> infuriate them in a hilarious way, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, 
you know. So, so is that the rule every time that it's two p- opposing people that don't like each other, or no, no, no. Okay. it's just the, it's just two comics. That was just how it matched, came about. Okay. Matched up, yeah. It, it started that way, and, and there's been times where there's best friends and people that know each other a little bit, or mm-hmm. people that are just in passing. But so it became a huge draw in LA. They pack it at like Tuesday nights at midnight in in the little 150 seater room is always jam packed. So. Uh, it's popular there. So one of the co-hosts, uh, Rel, moved to New York, and he runs it out of the New York Comedy Club. And they'll bring it to different cities when they have comedy festivals there. They've done it at South by Southwest uh, on both coasts and, and up in Canada was the most recent place. So they're trying to do new things in different satellite cities so they can sort of mix and match comics from other places. Like, Oh, in- so it actually is is related to the actual one it's not just a this yeah this is the official roast battle the one that uh myself and and sean bedgood are sort of like the boston representatives of so right. he's hosting it and i'm playing the uh sort of the the, the instigator slash matchmaker role like for this the, the show is thursday january 28th and i i sort of made the matchups like i talked to sean a little bit and he said well just go crazy for the first one just go pick because I had some people in mind. Because we did it in the Boston Comedy Festival in November, and I uh, yeah, I wanted to get I was, down. To I was in it, and it was super fun. It was just great to prepare for, and of course, to to uh, to win it in the main event. Boom! <laughs> Ooh, yeah. But by a uh, unanimous decision, yeah. <laughs> it was it was yeah. Good. You are the winner. That's yeah. Let yeah. that be known that you won the the Boston Comedy Festival roast battle. Right. Yes, yeah. and the the inaugural. Boston roast battle champion. <laughs> so it's, it's good. It's good to be king. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm helping put this, put this one together. So I, I got some good matchups, uh, uh, of different comics and, uh, Sean Bedgood is going to be hosting it. And, you know, he got some people to, to judge. There's guest judges and, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, but you know, it's become a popular, it, like roasting is, is nothing new, but, but the way that they've set it up, these one-on-one, three-round, uh, battles is, is sort of a new spin on things. So how, explain it to the people that are listening that don't, that have never seen them before, how the, the actual process goes. Alright, well it comes, uh, each person gets brought out and they do the first round, which is tit for tat, three jokes, back and forth, and uh, and then after that, they get judged. In the second round, each comic does about 30 seconds straight. You know, pack as many jokes in as you want about the person that you're up against. And they respond. Yep. And then uh, third round, if necessary, in, in some cases. Because if it's a clear cut, you know, demolition across all judges' scorecards the first two rounds... Sometimes there's no need to see a third round, but it's fun, you know, if you, if you got all the jokes anyway. Uh, that's the same as the first round, but it's five jokes instead of three. So you can really kind of save some of the big heavy hitters for then, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's, there's been, uh, you know, that first show in Boston, and then there's a similar show. It's not an officially a roast battle, but it's the same thing, you know, because they've, um, you know, there's been other people who have come up. Because they like the format and 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 did the shows, but there's there's no beef between the the two of them. Like I know the the guy that runs the other one, and he had no idea that they were coming here 
Oh, to yeah? do the festival thing. Who's the, who's the other? Uh, Sean Sullivan at Laugh Boston. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's weird because in, um, I don't think they have the problem in L, or the issue in LA, but in New York, uh, I mentioned that they do it out of the New York Comedy Club, but there's another club in the city that, you know, also does very similar format at the stand. It's just called Roastmasters. So it's like, but they're both weekly shows and they're both really packed and popular so it's like i think that they can coexist in boston i mean it would probably would be better if they work together but uh you know when you're working it's tough enough to work with like one group of people never mind groups that have different varying opinions on whatever things especially when it involves money and there is a money prize looking um there is like a some people run it differently. I just mean more like there's differences between the producers of the show okay. over money because yeah. then there's ten people to split the door when before it was two or whatever. You know, right, like that's right. what mm-hmm. because people have said you know when even though this was the first show, first of the two row shows to happen in Boston, you know people have have asked the the FAQ of uh, why do we need two shows? <laughs> it's like well, what's who. What does need? <laughs> yeah, know, cares. Like, if, yeah. I, I think they could, they could coexist, and but well, but the, people uh, are like, other, why can't it just be one? Is, it's like, well, it could well, be the, one, but it's the other question thing. is who but decides what, which one is the one? Yeah, right. So if it's exactly so if you, so if so if I, I mean I know the the individual that has the I don't know him that well, but I know who it is mm-hmm. who has the issue between the the two. D- if so, does he decide who? Or do you have to, or do you have to, have to acquiesce and go? Uh, w- no, we'll just you go do yours. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You you'll go do you. We'll just yeah. never mind. Yeah. Never mind because so and so doesn't want to. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna bow out. Yeah, yeah. You a person that might not have been at either show anyway should have the final say. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, just because it's not his bag of tea. I get it. It's not. Yeah. It, it might not be his totally bag of tea, fine. but listen. If you can't appreciate guys like Jeffrey Ross and Jezelnik and, yeah. you know. I mean, those are some of the biggest <laughs> shows on Comedy Central, you know. Yeah. It's like when people like people think Comedy Central, getting a stand-up special is good. Yeah, it is good, but it probably will air on a Saturday night at midnight or, you know, right. some, some yeah. late night time. And the most Whereas, people that are watching it are other comics. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and the, the roast battles, I mean, granted, the Comedy Central mostly just has the celebrity roasts, but those are big primetime events yeah. and tons of comics write for them, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. And it's a thing that people like to see because it's, it's really like a one-night-only experience, you know, because... Yeah, that's why, sudden, that's why your... suddenly Martha Stewart is funny. Not because she's naturally funny or she wrote a bunch of jokes. Oh my God, no. There's some great comics in the background that are writing good material right. for her. Yeah, they're like, wouldn't it be so, funny to have Martha Stewart say this? Right. Or to be able to say this about Martha Stewart. And But the, the beauty or the art, I think, to the roast battle is that, and what I think is cool about getting regular audience members in is they don't need to know everything about the comics that are being roasted. Mm-hmm. Like, the comics need to step up their game and, like, you know, if if you and I were going up against each other, I would have to say something about you in the setup so that made sense for, like, the punchline. You know, I wouldn't right. do something that people already knew, you know, or I would never assume anything. 
I would say something out loud so people who have never seen you or never seen me before would still enjoy the joke. Right. You know right. what I mean? Well, it, it, that's why it never surprised me that you won that because, A, you're a really funny comic, but, B, I know you really do your research. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> and I, I was, so I know you really do your research. So there's shit about people that they didn't probably didn't know that you knew about them. yeah yeah but it's also <laughs> you know? good to be on your toes too you know because if someone says something oh maybe you and you're really and right and you're really good at that as well uh-huh. i mean i've i've seen almost every time almost every i've seen you at a lot of open mics mm-hmm. and almost every time i've ever seen you go up you'll tag something that one of uh, Maybe not, maybe not the comic right before you, but maybe a comic a couple before you. But you're, there'll just be a little something. Mm-hmm. You're always working. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the point of that. Is your right. your mind's never, uh, yeah, the gears sedentary. Are the gears are <laughs> the gears are turning, and so when someone gets off stage, you might say something. You know, you might put a little tag on their joke, or you yeah, know, yeah. In most cases, it's a pun. <laughs> well, you know, it all depends. Yeah, sometimes I'll be, I'll tell people, hey, I get an idea for you. It might sound too much like me, but, uh, <laughs> here you go. Do you write for a lot of other people? No, but I mean, if I have an idea, like Nick mm-hmm. said, yep. I'm, 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 I'll share it with someone yep. if they want to use it. Sometimes yep. they or take it. It might be roasty. It might be, right. it might be a little dig at oh, the yeah. comic that was before That's you, right. you know, yeah. but it's not, you know, he'll reference something that somebody said. He'll, right. You know, he'll in the take, moment, right? He'll he'll take it and then form something funny about it and present it right then and yeah. there. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the funniest stuff I've ever done. You know, I, I'm not a you know incredibly prolific comic, but the funniest stuff I've ever done, the funniest stuff I've ever said, mm. has come off of. I heard someone say something, and I and a light bulb went off in my brain. Right, and I went, and yeah. then I went up and did whatever my light bulb was right after they got off stage, and that was the funniest stuff I've ever done. Oh, I love that. You know? That's my favorite part about hosting. You know, yeah. someone says something yeah. like, "Oh, I get to be the first person to chime in." Oh, yeah, right. You know, Before, because, you're introducing someone else. Yeah. Right? So you know, if we were all at an open mic and you said something on stage. But Nick was next. I would be like, I oh, hope, hope Nick doesn't talk about what I heard too. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. oh man. Oh. But if he does, I'd be like, ah, oh, god damn it. But if I was the host, I knew. You, yeah. you get, get it right then. It's yours. <laughs> yeah, because it's all yours. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I miss about hosting an open mic. But it's okay. There's a lot to not miss as well. Yeah. Yeah. True. I it's just, true in music after too. After seven years, I, you know, had to step back from, from my little baby. My little cradle bump. Yeah, it was uh, it was time, and I miss it. I miss it, but I, you know, I really trust Tyler. I think he's a, I think he's really putting work in. You know, he's really out there and really trying to. You know. Yeah. No. He's totally. re- he's really he's really he's constantly. I mean, he's at a mic. Every yeah. night I talk to him, I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm going on a mic. I'm going to three mics tonight." Yeah, yeah. You know, what are you doing? I'm going to New York. I'm going to go to three mics in New York. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, yeah. I mean, he's constantly working, and he's really funny, and he's, you know, I, th- that's my yeah, it's favorite. Good to have a, a passion for it when you're hosting it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you know, I feel like the, you know, when that whole everything went down and I moved over there, you know, we lost a lot of comics didn't come up as much anymore you know i couldn't i didn't have the i think part of the draw was a lot of the boston comics who knew they were funny would 
you know, I offered 50 bucks to the funniest yeah, comic. It's a competition. And so, uh, you know, I used to get a lot of Boston comics to come up because they would go, oh, well, I, well, you know, you get, you get three funny comics that would come up and they would go, ah, one of us is probably going <laughs> to take home the 50 bucks. And, yeah. you know, a lot of times it That's was good true. odds. Hey, well, yeah. you know, so, but when I moved over there, I, the money was different and I wasn't able to offer that. And I think I lost a lot of, I lost a lot of Boston comics didn't come up anymore. So I'm hoping that. Uh, you know, I, I really feel that Tyler's really digging himself into the Boston comedy scene, and he's going to start, you know, helping rejuvenate that that mic to, you know, to what it is. You know, it's mm -hmm. a, it's a mic. It's there for comics. It's there for yeah. for comedians to work. You know, to to fix what's broken and <laughs> and create new problems to fix. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. just like a musician, you got to get out there and do it. Yeah, you can practice and practice and practice all you want, but you got to go out there and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for other comedians to see yeah. those comedians' problems and write roast jokes about. Yes, them. right. <laughs> exactly. Wow, nice way to bring that right back around. Well, I, you know, I, I, I mentioned I did the one in the summertime. I'm only, I'm, I'll probably just be judging or being a a social butterfly with this one, trying to promote it. You know, I got. What the, what's the date on this one? It's it's Thursday, January twenty eighth at the Davis Square Theater in Somerville. <sighs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm in Chicago. Oh yeah, I are. Wow. Are you gigging? Yeah, oh, yeah. Great. I'm going up to play with Nick Moss. Oh great! Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I, well, wow, maybe fun. February eighteenth, he'll be back. Uh, that's, the, that's the the following month. Same one. place. I, I yeah, the same I, place. Somerville Theater. Which uh, it's the Davis Square Theater. It's down the street from the Somerville Theater. Oh, okay. But that's the movie house, which they they also have a giant auditorium. Actually, I saw the uh, seventy millimeter version of um, the Hateful Eight. There on really? uh, the day after Christmas, yeah, really? they had like the big road show thing. They were only showing it like it opened up the day or Christmas Day in cities that still had the capability of showing seventy millimeter film in wow. theaters. So, and that was one huh. of them. So yeah, some real theater. Wow, <laughs> pretty cool old spot. They actually have the Boston Comedy Festival finals there every year. Yeah, and Jim Norton recorded his comedy special there. Oh, oh really? So it's a big like seven hundred. Actually, it's the biggest audience I've ever performed in front of was in that room. It fits about nine hundred people. I performed to about seven hundred. There's still about two hundred in line. But uh, the BCF a few years ago was running behind because the Somerville Theater only has this one little ticket window. Hmm. So a lot of people were already in there, but. They didn't want to start the contest until everyone was in their seats. Oh, so, so I was helping out. Time? Yeah, I was nice. helping out backstage. So they just tossed me up there, and yeah. it was cool. Uh, thirty oh, seconds. Wow. I had thirty seconds notice to perform in front of my biggest crowd. <laughs> but it was cool. I've seen you. I was relaxed. You know? And this was la that was last year. No, this was in uh, 2013, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen over the course of the last couple of years, you've become a lot more involved with the Boston Comedy Festival. Mm -hmm. I like seeing that. I like Jim McHugh a lot. I, he's a good dude. He's a really good guy, and I really, totally, yeah. I, I really like him. I think he's a, you know, he's a solid dude, and he's funny, and he's fun to hang out with. Mm -hmm. and, you know, he's not, uh, you know, he's not a shysty guy in the wings just trying to make a buck. He's, you know, yeah, he cares about comedy. Yeah, and that's important. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's uh, I like that about him too. Yeah. So, and the three so of us like, will so be like, in that same spot. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, bringing that around. So uh, for those of you that don't know, Jim McHugh is the guy that puts on the Boston Comedy Festival every year. And When is that? Uh, 
So it's it's in usually in September, or November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This year's was November. And so this, uh, so New Year's Eve, um, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a show. I'm hosting, and Matt Kona here is on it. And then the winner of this year's Boston Comedy Festival uh, is on it as well. Yeah, Peter Martin. And Peter Martin, and then uh, the guy who has started and and kept the Boston Comedy Festival going since its inception, Jim McHugh is the is the big dog that night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I am so happy for Peter Martin. I can't think of a more deserving dude. That guy consistently makes me fall out of my chair laughing. And yeah, it's yeah. jokes I've heard 20 <laughs> times, and he'll just find a little way to tweak it uh-huh. that just, you know... He he's just such a funny dude, man, and he's he's. I'm really glad to see that he's getting getting a little recognition for it. I yeah, I, me too. I hope that uh, I hope that it you know can swing open a few doors for him. Yeah, because yeah. I think he deserves it. You know. Yeah, me too. I'd like to see him on TV. I think I think he can make it happen. Uh, I think yeah, yeah. he'd be great on TV. <laughs> I could see him on a you know king of queens type show or something like that yeah <laughs> oh you know what would i don't know if great? he'd like to be uh, compared to, <laughs> to, to no kevin but james. you know kevin a show, james or not but uh the, a show that i just saw this past week and would recommend to any uh, anyone with netflix or a netflix friend but uh f is for family the animated oh i really show. want to see that i haven't watched yeah. it yet. i have netflix bill burr I, co-created it i haven't it. watched it yet but i hear it's really funny i haven't fan, seen so. every episode uh there's a halloween episode but i watched the christmas episode on christmas morning that <laughs> 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 yeah, was great i mean there's only six episodes to watch and it's cool that there's two of them that are halloween yeah. because the show takes place in the 80s that you know i love Stuff that makes me. Did Bill Burr just produce it, or is he writing it? Yeah, he. he, Well, I don't know if I haven't been paying attention just to every writer's credit, but uh, he's a co-producer and he voices the dead. Oh, oh, there you go. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot. I listen to the. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm sure you listen to them too. So I. Burr makes his rounds around the different podcasts. I've heard him. I've heard him talk about it on a couple different podcasts. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm excited to hear. To, to, to not to hear to watch the show. Yeah, I gotta see it. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. But I could see Peter Martin being a kid on that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why Absolutely. not? Fuck it. They, you know. So what time I does hope- your show start on New Year's Eve? There's, There's two, two shows. Uh, was it seven and nine? Seven and nine thirty. Seven and nine thirty. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. two. Yeah, two shows. Seven and nine thirty. So and I don't both, know. Both this show, the the roast battle. And the Italians of comedy, which features neither of us, is uh, <laughs> you could get tickets. We're at both F- very un-Italian <laughs> human beings. <laughs> Although uh, people uh, constantly insist that I'm Italian, but what? I'm not. <laughs> really? Nobody ever insists that about me. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, that's a that's a hard sell. Hey, Giuseppe Cona. <laughs> uh, there, you could get tickets at BostonComedyFest.com for all of those. Oh, or event break. Well, who's on yeah, the Italians of comedy? I don't know that show. It, yeah, I, there, it's not even listed. It just says like the Italians. Some Italian comedy. people. Oh, yeah. so you don't know anything about it? I just it? saw it on the website. Oh, okay. So it's not for a few months. I think maybe uh, it was just put there as a like a placeholder or just to until oh, okay. they put all the other information. Maybe they're making a flyer for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. I don't know. All right. Spaghetti not included. The Davis Square <laughs> Theater does not serve food. <laughs> yes. 
And so that's the Davis Square Theater is where we're doing. Yeah, it's New Year's, New Year's and show. where the roast battle is. Both on of them, January twenty eighth. Yep. And is that roast February battle 18th. monthly? So far, we uh, we'd like to to have it be a monthly thing. So we've got the first two months booked, mm-hmm. yep. and then we're gonna uh, see how it goes. But I, I have confidence that it, it will be a good show. It definitely brings out a lot of comics because. You know, they know the combatants on a personal level, so yeah, they yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, you could appreciate a good joke if you don't know either of them, but if you really do, you know, you know, you get it a little bit more. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. there's like a secret joke in there, you know, that yeah. only comics can get, but the punchline isn't dependent on it. Mm-hmm. Like those are my favorites. I mean, I got. I'll send you a link because I have some um, footage from from my. Roast battle. Oh, I'd love so, to see it. I really would like to see that. Got to, who, who, so who else was on, uh, on the roast battle that you did? Oh yeah. Okay. And this is, if you <laughs> hit me up on Twitter, I, I have this whole, I wrote a ranking of everyone that's done it so far <laughs> in Boston. I ranked myself second because there's, uh, Emily Raskowski has done it on both shows. She did it on ours and Sean Sullivan's and she, did a great job and won both of them. But she defeated Peter Martin at Oberon. So she beat Peter Martin in a very close one. In fact, I think it was the only one that ended via tap out because Peter (laughs) was just in the, he had maybe stumbled over a joke and he's like, "Ah, she won, right? (laughs) She won. (laughs) How's it determined? Well, they have the judges. There's three judges. Sometimes there's five, but there, there's usually three. Um, there will only be five if, we get three regular judges. So if we have two judges booked already. There's a radio DJ, um, a comedian, and then I was going to be one of the, like either the permanent judge or like the filling guy. But I also wanted to invite. I'm going to go to some boxing gyms in Somerville. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, hey, who's the funny guy here? Who's the wise ass? You know, who's the funniest guy? And if they can, if, they, if there's a go-to guy, I'll say, hey, listen. Come be a judge on this show, you know, whatever. Like some of the people from the gym can come and, and watch it, you know. Yeah. You'll get a voice. You get to throw some zingers in. And I think it's appealing, you know. So I want to cross different spectrums and bring so people the judges, in. Yeah, the, the judges, judges go at it too? Out. The judges throw a few out want. while they're judging? So, yeah, sort of. I mean, like the judges might not like write about the people in advance, but – you know, th- there's always a certain degree of shitting on people like, I don't know this guy's name, you know. Yeah, or, yeah, of whatever. course. <laughs> or like, and then they'll, you know, if they have a you look like joke, they'll throw it mm-hmm. at you or something. So, you know, the judges are under no, uh they don't have to write or anything, but it's good for them to have a little bite in, yeah, in some yeah, of their of answers, course. you know. So. Are they all comedians aside from this boxing thing that you have? No, because, well, not not always. You know, and sometimes there's comedians that don't offer that that much, you know, like because they're either uncomfortable. Like I've seen a, only only have two shows to go for, go through so far. And on the on the Oberon show, the judges were Jim McHugh, uh, Joe List, who has just done a half hour Comedy Central special. He was on Letterman before Letterman left, and uh, he's, he's done a lot of great things in the last year. And then the third judge was Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Television's Webster. Right, wow. Webster. And I love he how you said it. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> well, it was, it was quite a thrill. He didn't say that much, but what he did say was great. You know, like he would just usually say who, who he was voting for. Mm-hmm. Um, his joke, I mean, his, uh, 
he goes, I'll have to go with Matt. And that's how I won it. So like, that's, he was the deciding <laughs> judge. But the best was just, I mean, okay, so the first round, I'll, I'll give you the whole breakdown. The first round was Trisha Ald, who's a newer Boston comic, against Mark Walton, who's a comic from Buffalo, New York. And he's really funny. He's been doing it for close to 10 years now. But him and Trisha were matched up kind of randomly. I suggested a bunch of people for Trisha, local comics in Boston, and either they couldn't do it or something. But Mark lost his opponent because her prelim was supposed to be that night. So they got put up together. So they had to do a little research. And it's not the same when there's not a personal connection. If you're just roasting right, a stranger, right. they could well, be good what, jokes, that's what probably but it's makes not it hard the same. as you advance. Because you advance throughout the night, right? No, 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 no. It's not, it's not a bracketed thing? No, because that would be way too much work because then you would have to write all these jokes about people oh. on the potential that you do it. Right. right. So these are just standalone matches, like a UFC fight, you know? Like, right, but then you have to decide which is the best one overall? No, no, no. You just have to decide each one. So I'm a, like I say, I'm a main event champion, but Sean Bedgood is a champion, Emily Ruskowski is a champion, and Mark Walton's a champion. Right? Oh, okay. So there were four... There were four bucks. Four bouts. So yeah. We, oh, okay. 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 So, All right. Okay. Now, I'm, now. I'm yeah. So it's just clear. like it's just like a, a a big fight card. But but in the future, going forward, like we're gonna say, you know, I may battle Sean someday, or I may battle Emily someday because we're champions. You know, there's right. no official bracket or anything yet. Right. Right. But that's what we're sort of building towards. Like super fights. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. like the, in New York at the New York Comedy Club. A, a comic from L.A. who's been killing it at those battles, which happen every week, so there's more to pick from, flew specifically to New York to battle like their big guy, you know, their guy on the way up. And it was incredible. You listen to it on the New York Comedy Club's uh, website. They have a certain archive of old podcast episodes. It's really good. Um, Matt Richards, and I forget the guy, the L.A. guy's name, because I know Matt. He was at the Boston one. And um, so that's what we hope to build towards, you know. Right. Or the yeah. Boston champions versus New York champions, right. you know, someday. Or Atlanta versus Toronto or you know, <laughs> right. something like that. But um, but she got killed. Like Trisha Ald in the first round against Mark Walden. She was, yeah, she thrown, was just thrown she just to the wolves. She just didn't do her homework as much, you know. She, she didn't write enough jokes and the ones that she wrote weren't up to snuff. So it was funny to hear Emmanuel Lewis look to her and say, uh, you just got beat like a pinata. (laughs) I can't imagine television's Webster just being like, you are dead. You know, television's Webster. Yeah. The the, the adopted son of Mam and George Papadopoulos (laughs) just (laughs) giving you your your death sentence uh, but so it's great i mean it's uh my favorite thing it, it even got to a point where um every year the comedy studio in harvard square has a christmas party slash show they have stand-up six nights of the week but on christmas there's little to no stand-up in the show it's everyone stand-ups just doing sketches together so i had an idea it's on christmas night it's uh, it's you, it's usually the last Sunday before Christmas, oh, okay. and um, so like there's a big party after like booze and Chinese food discount for comic, but 
my sketch that I wrote was the a roast battle between Hanukkah and Christmas, uh, <laughs> with myself playing Hanukkah and uh, Anthony Sabelli playing. No, no, I played Christmas. Anthony Sabelli played Hanukkah. He's he's half Jewish, but he he looks more than half Jewish. So that's why I had him play Hanukkah. But what I didn't, I just told him not. To, like I wrote a whole sketch around it because the judges were Kwanzaa. Um, Ramadan <laughs> and the winter solstice. <laughs> like, we're all people just pers- personifying holidays. And John Paul Rivera as the host, as himself. <laughs> and that was it. But, who were the, who were the other? Oh, Nick Chambers was Kwanzaa. Um, uh, Niraj Shah was yeah, yeah. Ramadan. Yeah. Oh, perfect. And, uh, and Phoebe Angle was the winter solstice. Okay. So, um, so I didn't tell Anthony I, I just told him not to tell me what jokes he was going to do. I wanted to, me to have an accurate reaction surprise to it. Oh, nice. And so I didn't tell him the jokes that I was going to write for him. Well, I, I told him like one, mostly because I waited until the real last minute to write them. <laughs> so I, I, I had written the rest of the sketch, but then I had to write roast jokes. So I wrote a lot of the stuff that day, and I got this idea, and it, it wasn't my original intention, but... Some of the punchlines that I wrote were about Hanukkah. No, no, sorry, the setups were about Hanukkah, but the punchlines were about Anthony, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm standing next to him, and uh, I said, Hanukkah, I know eight days seems like a long time, but in real life, you seem a lot shorter. (laughs) And I looked down on him, (laughs) because height-wise, I kind of tower over him, you know. And he's like, I thought these jokes were about the holiday. And, uh, <laughs> like, you have eight days, four eyes, and five minutes. You know. <laughs> and, Go. And yeah. And then he just he had only jokes about Christmas, and I was making jokes about the judges, and it was great. It, it was like almost like a prank within a sketch, <laughs> within That's a roast. Fun. Is there is there a video? There's of that? video of that oh, too. I like yeah, to see that too. I, I put that on my Facebook. Yeah. Do you guys video the? Um the regular thing that you do, or ju- is it just an audio thing? Well, um, we're not sure because r- right now... You're not the- sure if you video it or you aren't sure you're going to Well, video I videotape pretty much everything that I do yep. on a personal level, but the Oberon show... Um, th- Oberon wasn't cool with us videotaping there. They're like a dramatic theater, so... Yep. But, but I didn't... I didn't know. We were just doing it as, as sort of a one-off thing. But now that it's going to be a monthly show, we may uh, try to record the audio yeah. in, the, in the same way that the New York Comedy Club does. But mm. who knows? We're not sure. We say just come live, <laughs> and we'll. You might not hear it again, but you might. How is it being received? Are people coming? Well, is it filling? This is. Um, we haven't done a second one yet. The first one had a good response, good. and so the the upcoming one. In Let's January, tell the date again. January twenty eighth, Thursday night at the Davis Square Theater is the uh, Roast Battle 2. Andy O'Feish, the creator of the Naked Comedy Showcase, against Dan Sally, who has not done stand-up comedy in several years, but has been on Comedy Central. He just has, like, a family now. Got, got, like, five kids all of a sudden. Hilarious guy, but I got him to come out of retirement for this because I think he's perfect for it. And what time nice. is it? It's a 8 o'clock show. But that that's the main event. There's three other bouts and then two early 
Fight Pass exclusive prelims. <laughs> <laughs> and who, so who are the other? The yeah. rest of the, uh, the lineup is Sean Carter versus Scott Otto. Oh, okay. And, uh, th- that's, that's a matchup of two former roommates. <laughs> but they're also like 25 years older than each other. And then, um, the third one is Dana Cairns versus Chris Penny. That should be a good one. A male-female dynamic to that one. And uh, Niraj Shah, as mentioned earlier, versus Dana J. Bine, who is... Oh, he's uh, He does a ton of stuff at Improv Boston. But he just record, He's from Western Mass originally. He just recorded a CD out there in Springfield. But... Uh, He's a great That's joke writer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for that matchup because they're both super nice guys mm-hmm. too. So I want to see their teeth come out a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got two early matchups. Uh Tony Capobianco, possible Italian of comedy. To be potential there. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you perform at the roast battle, maybe you move up. I mean, <laughs> uh versus they can whack uh they can whack yeah, you whack Josh Dolan. Josh, off. if you can whack yeah. Josh Dolan, then he might move into the, the kind of comedy. <laughs> well, they both work together at uh, WAAF in in, uh, oh, okay. in Boston too. Mm-hmm. So, Josh does some stuff on the morning show, and uh, Tony, he he does their online content. Like he does a lot of video stuff. Like him and I have worked with stuff over the years. And then Marielle Cabral versus Mike Pincus. Oh, okay, so. That rounds out. Those, so no, the prelim ones are just one round. It's just f- four jokes back yeah. and forth. Deter- and the winner is determined by audience applause for this one. So that was my next question. About how long one. do they last? Like if it's one. Okay. Well, the average three round roast is just about 10 minutes oh, total. Oh, wow, that's and it. That's with the judges, you know, presuming they so don't go on. So it's pretty quick moving. Yeah, it moves fast. And, and when you break it all down, it, you're really only writing about Three and a half to four minutes of comedy, yep. but you know you got to make it the best. You got to yeah, sweat yeah. over it so much because yeah. it, it, it doesn't sound like a lot to people. That's a lot. It's about fifteen but jokes, which that sounds like fifteen a lot. really good jokes. Yeah, I right. know. That's well, what but you have to write more than that. You have to settle right. you have with to be ready. fifteen right. jokes. That's what it is. You write twenty minutes of stuff and then you narrow it down to three. Yeah, that apply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you mentioned uh, when I, you know, doing my homework, I. Open mic to those Eric Tynan jokes in three different states. <laughs> I went out to Maine and I was like, you know, the show, it was like a small crowd anyway. And I said, look, I know none of you guys know this person, but that's sort of the joke. Nobody knows. Him. He's been doing comedy 15 years. Nobody knows him. So here's these jokes. And I did 10 minutes worth of Eric Tynan jokes <laughs> in a couple different places. Like, uh, I think I got something here. Nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So have you guys worked together before besides New Year's Eve? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is – this might be the first time we've both been like booked on a show yeah, yeah. together. Um, but yeah, it's going to yeah. be Matt's good. Matt's come out has spent a lot of time at Laugh for Your Die, the yeah. open mic that I started. Yeah, so. yeah. And you came the one, down. The first one or the second one? Both, mostly the first one. Yeah, I yeah, mean it's yeah. it's all yeah. the same one, but it's right. mostly at the first location. The first location. He came, he came up to the second location, of, you know, a few yeah. times. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I came up, and I came up uh, a few times one of the, after one of the, the f- money went away as yeah, well. Yeah, so, yeah. One of the one of the few one of the few Boston guys that still still kept coming up. It's pretty mostly you and Peter Martin and Gary Peterson were the yeah. But three I would guys I would always bring Ted and Grump yeah, yeah. Varnick up. Yeah, yeah. You know, Grump, yeah. Grump Varnick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Greg Pravarnik, the He's open mic killer. Grump. That's. <laughs> <laughs> he, so how uh, much are you out there? Doing your thing in Boston? Um, well, it depends. I, you know, I, I try to get up every night if I can. Yeah. You can't always, but. Where are you doing that? Um, well, I live in Boston still, so, you mm-hmm. know, the Boston area most of the time. Although, the day before our New Year's show, I'm gonna, uh, I have kind of a hellish travel day. I'm going, I'm gonna be in, uh, Syracuse, New York the day before. Oh boy. So then I have to drive. From Syracuse in the morning to Albany and then back to Boston to do two shows. Bring in the new year. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. Yeah, and it'll be alright. What, what are you doing in Syracuse and Albany? Well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm working with, uh, Tom Dustin and John Paul Rivera in, uh, at the Funny Bone, which is like a club. You know, it's sort of a chain club. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice to get in front of some new eye. You know, maybe you get booked for something in the future. Yeah. But if not, it's a it's a road trip with uh, two comics that I like very much, and uh, you know, I agree. I agree to it with very little hesitation, even though I know I'll be in the car for about twelve hours, <laughs> you know, like half a day over two days. But whatever. I think with people that you enjoy that are funny, that can that's can it be goes good, by fast. It can go by pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's a lot of laughter involved and. You know, people that you trust with humor. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. Awesome. Be good time. How are we doing all that? Oh, we got 10 minutes. Ten, 10 minutes. All right. It's not like uh, we're clickety clocking. No. It doesn't have to be right on the money. It could be 10 mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Who would, like when you like, said on, you Matt. wanted to do a roast battle, who would you, who would be on your short list? Oh, I, I mean, I had <laughs> nobody in. You know, there's nobody that I that I. I'm would, coming to see that. <laughs> you know, I mean, the people that I know the best out of the the Boston comedy scene would be like you and Gary and Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ted. you and Gary would be good. See, that would be, I, you know, I think that would be that'd probably be a good one. Yeah. Me and Gary would be a fun one. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to do Gary because I really like him a lot. I like Gary and too, I, but the, <laughs> I, the thing is that. He told me because him and Rob Crean, I think, would also be a good matchup. Oh yeah, that would be really good. I like. I wouldn't mind doing Crean too. That would be fun. Yeah, and I like, I like uh, Rob too. I just have been. Ro- I ask everyone since these shows have been on my mind. I'm like, hey, who would you do with it? Who who would you would you do this show? Who would you match up with? And Rob and Gary would be good, except Gary, uh, very funny and a creative thinker. He wants to do something that's. Almost the opposite, which is a, a toast off. A toast off. <laughs> I'm like, this would be a funny sketch, but I really want you to roast battle too. It's like you could do this any time. I don't care, but I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's a pretty nice guy. It might be hard for him to generate that kind of, mm. uh, you know. I have a quick as story. I, as much as I love someone, I will not hesitate <laughs> talking about their dead grandmother. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jumping right on the thing. That's what we love about you. Anything goes. Anything goes. 
Yeah. What was the story you were going to say? Okay, so one time I was driving back from your show with Gary, and there's a game that I invented within the comedy scene, made specifically for long car rides, uh, just called the phone game, because I know that we, we know each other, you know, we know a lot of common friends and people that, you know, you might not know as well as each other. You, know, you have their phone numbers, I have their phone numbers. But I can probably think of a comedian that you know that you would consider a friend, but whose phone number you might not have. So then, if I have their, I have that person's phone number, I look at my phone, and I get the numbers, and I take your phone, and I dial it, and if no name comes up, then the game begins, okay? So this is how it's played. Okay. You have to take the phone and have a conversation with the person that answers it and figure out who they are without straight up saying, who is this? Or I lost my phone. I don't know who this is. (laughs) You just have to be like, Hey, what's up? Yeah, it's Nick David. I'm just, uh, I'm just hanging out. What do you do? You know, and then you have to like naturally ask them questions that will lead you to determining who it is. So that's the first phase of the game is you have to figure out who you're talking to. And then, you know, you'll signal me. Oh yeah, it's, Ted Pattengill or something. But then the second part of the game is my favorite. It's you then have to see how long you can keep the person <laughs> on the phone for. <laughs> uh, especially like nowadays when people you know talk on the phone with such less frequency. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 But so I, I was playing this uh, and just, I love just it. Just imagining trying to keep Ted Pengel on the phone. I can't imagine <laughs> he's much of a phone talker. So well, it's funny when he has to. It's funny when he had to keep people. Oh on the phone God! Because you know he's just one word answers. You know. <laughs> yeah. But he has to keep the conversation going. And the funny thing about the game that that I like the best is that sometimes it strengthens friendships. You know, because Ted's like. He mentioned one person that I had him call. He's like, uh, he's been chatting with me on Facebook a lot more. Like we're talking more and they're like becoming chummier, you know, <laughs> uh, through that. But so when it ends, the, do you say this is a game? Did, yeah. When so over? this is a game and I was playing it with Gary for the first time. And as I mentioned earlier, Gary likes to be a little bit different sometimes, you know, like he doesn't want to do the roast battle. He wants to do the toast battle. Mm-hmm. So I told him straight up, I said, look, it works way better. If you don't try to be funny, you know, like it's the, the funniness is in like the juxtaposition mm-hmm. of you starting a bullshit, calling someone out of nowhere phone conversation and then them going along with it out of politeness. That's the funny <laughs> thing. You know, like you don't have to prank a comic. Like that's not funny. So, but Gary, of course, does it his way and he's saying to the person, Oh yeah, after the show, uh, this guy tried to fight me and I'm thinking about getting a gun and, you know, like saying all this stuff and I'm like, oh man. And so he's, he's going on and on and then the, he ends the conversation and then he looks over to me and he's like, okay, who was it? I'm like, dude, you didn't try to determine who it was. You, <laughs> That's the just, game. You, you just told them that you were thinking about getting a gun. You just freaked them out. Me. Yeah. And I, so I told them, I'm like, I'm not telling you who, who it was. You didn't do it. You could call back and try to do it and hit redial. He's like, oh, come on. And I'm like, no, you didn't play the game right. So I'm going to let it sit. I'm going to let it sit. And then two days later, he's at the comedy. Like I talked to him. 
I talked to him three days later. He's like, oh, I found out. And I was like, well, what happened? He goes, oh, I'm at the comedy studio hanging out in the, the green room area and I'm given a pamphlet about self-defense by Don Zolo. <laughs> just like another <laughs> local per- comic guy. No. But he's the guy that he, you know, he's spent 15 minutes talking to. So like now Don is worried. Gary's gonna get it done. <laughs> I better get, I'll give him this pamphlet about martial arts and, you know, so he doesn't have to go that route. Great. And, uh, so I was like, that, that's, that's always, game. that's maybe my favorite phone, uh, phone game moments. There, there's been some more awkward ones too, but, um. So you say a, who you are, right? Yeah, that's the you key. Because they're not are. gonna want to keep you on the phone if you won't say who right, you are. Right, if you don't say right. who you are. Right. 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 Like, oh, hey, what's up? It's Kona. Yeah, just thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> right, because the person on the other was like, I must know yeah, this person. But, you know, and you gotta be, you can't just, you gotta start asking your string of questions. You gotta be careful with it because one time I was doing it and I was like, oh man, I was just thinking about your comedy. He's like, oh really? I haven't performed in forever. And I was like, oh shit, who hasn't? <laughs> and I'm thinking of like, who hasn't been on stage? And I was like, well, what was that joke you used to open with? He's like, oh, the one about dating? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> it's so general. Captain yeah. Vague. And he kept yeah. saying stuff like that. Oh, my, uh, no. Like, what's that joke about the one you look like? And then he said, oh, yes, got it. <laughs> now to keep him on the phone longer. <laughs> that's a great game. Uh, that's a great game. Yep. Yeah. That sounds like fun. We'll play, awesome. it we'll play it the next time we go to Mohegan. Absolutely. Yep. So tell him about your New Year's Eve gig again. Tell him what time and where. All right, so uh, New Year's Eve, it's me, Nick David, Matt Kona, Peter Martin, and Jim McHugh. That's the lineup. Um, and it's shows. at the two shows, right. the Davis Davis Theater and Davis Square in Somerville. And is it Davis Theater or Davis, Davis Square? Square Theater. Davis Square Theater. Yeah, DST. So, yeah, the DST. And they spell theater with an R-E. Oh, theater. 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 It's the Davis Theater. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's Welcome to the comedy actor, Davis Satchery, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's a haunted show. That's how I'm going to open the oh, show. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I get to open the show. That's how I'm opening it. Igor. Yeah, as Igor. Good Nick evening, Igor. ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the theatre. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope you're different Dickinson characters in between <laughs> every act. Are you that's hosting? Scrooge? Yeah, I'm hosting. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, <laughs> I felt weird. I didn't realize that... that uh, that Peter was hosting, and so I went up. Peter's I hosting. Get, well, he was hosting. Oh, and I guess I t- t- took his job. Oh, all right. <laughs> but I didn't know that, so I went over uh, uh, Monday night. He has a poker game at his house, and yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, hey, I'm I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the New Year's Eve. He was like, oh, all right, cool. I was like, yeah, I'm hosting. He's like, I- I'm hosting. <laughs> Oopsie. I was like, I like, no, you're featuring. He's like. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, wow. I hope he doesn't. I hope he's not bummed out about Maybe it. Maybe you guys can co-host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll do whatever. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. I, I, I'm just happy to be on the show. You know, it was yeah. a last-minute thing. You know, I was talking to Jim on the phone. I was like, I don't have a New Year's Eve gig, and he said, "Come do this." Yeah, because didn't you text me like not even like two months ago? Let's put a New Year's Eve gig yeah, together. Yeah. I wasn't working either, and then I got a last-minute. Solo gig. I'm playing, yeah. and I'm playing like eight to ten. I would love to come to this, but it's right in the middle of your mm-hmm. show. Oh yeah, we're yeah. gonna do it one of these days. Lisa and I yeah. have been talking about putting together a yeah. dual 
New Year's Eve show. Yeah, with, it's with, so much work, but if it's a good show, it's worth it. Because I used to do it with Mama Kicks. Oh, Jesus. It's like renting the place, and I, you know, we ran, I ran it. I'd get an opening act band, and the, you know, the yeah. you're at three in the morning, sweeping up to get your yeah. deposit back. Very glamorous. Very rock star-like. That's all right. Yeah. But, when but it's okay the, when if it's a really good show. make the big bang at the end of the, yeah. make that big coin right down, that paper right yeah. down, at the end of the night right down, that paper yeah. right down. We're going to be all right. Yeah. We're going to be all right. No, we got to do it. we got to really plan it out. Every year yeah. you ask me we and I We talk about it like three months before. I'm like, hey, do you have a New Year's Eve game? I know, but it's the last two years I haven't had like a band together yeah, yeah. already. Next year I'm going to have that band together. I think you are. I think I am too. Yeah. And so we'll do it. We'll have a huge, awesome, and we'll have yeah. him we'll come open. <laughs> How about that? Perfect. Oh, my God. I would love to have comedians. And soul too. Let's do it. We'll make yeah. it a variety show. There'll be jugglers. Oh my God! What billionaires? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ever see? You ever see people ironing? Listen, there was a band. You might know them. Uh, it's called Choosy Moms. Mm. They were around in the nineties. They, they were a local Jeff, band. Um, they were like, yeah. Well, I think yeah, that yeah. was where it came Probably, from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was another band called Choosy Mothers too, Mothers. which was weird. But Choosy, there's Choosy Moms. Um, and they were like the Seacoast area in New Hampshire. They were very weird. It was all original music. And their their show became more of a sort of... Like it started out when mm-hmm. I first used to go see it. It was just them. And it was a very theatrical show. Cool. But then it started getting into like... They had they had all these different people doing shit on stage. There was a Ironing? guy in one of those... Seriously? Somebody, I swear to God. <laughs> there was so a, I went and saw him at a, like a, like a big... Like a big you know, it was like a theater show with mm-hmm. a big stage and everything. And there was a, you know, big giant stage. There was a guy who just ironed the whole show. The whole show? show? All he did. Okay, was, I love this. He was literally ironing the whole show. Oh, and there I was love a guy that. in one of those little balance boards with the. Whole show. The, it was, he was just on the balance board over there and he was juggling. And then there was, there was the, this was the person they always had with them was there was an artist that used to paint during their oh, show and on stage cool. and would just paint different oh, things that's so as cool. they were playing. And it was inspired by their music. And so it was these, these spontaneous works of art that came out of the okay, show. Okay, that's just so cool. And they're not together anymore? I don't mind. Oh my I god, that's such a cool concept. Forever. I mean, it was, they Let's were Let's do that next New had, Year's. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a huge some concept variety, variety show. show. We'll have, yeah, we'll have like burlesque and. That's how know. I started at four years old. My father's you were family doing burlesque had a, at four years old. Yes, I was. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, my Father father's family year. had like a vaudevillian act. His family did, and I was featured oh, in it at four. Yeah. That's how I started. That was Let's so fun. Acting it. and dancing and singing, and it's just fun. Let's do it. We'll write some skits. We got to find somebody who'll iron all night. Yeah. Why do you need an ironer? Lara. Huh. You you can pace the whole night. Yeah, yeah. Bots will pace. Done. The Perfect. end. <laughs> segue. Mm. All right. Well, this was the. Uh, I think that's. I think we're done. Cool. This was the Thanks ridiculous Nicholas podcast. No, awesome I think we're you. number thirteen or fourteen. Wow. Look at uh, us go. Once again, our, our guest, Matt Kona, your website is? MattKona.com. Hey, look at that. Wow. Matt Kona, meet MattKona.com. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, my lovely and talented co-host, Miss Lisa Geyer and Nick David, signing out. So long, suckers. <laughs>